how we met. That's our story. It was almost like we were meant to meet that night. It was like kind of the classic when you're not looking it shows up sort of thing. I caught the feels. But I look back at that and I'm like, how did my parents not be like, what the heck? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Can I still say that if it's January 11th? Anyway, I hope you all had a restful holiday period. I hope you managed to recharge your batteries and I hope you're now ready and rearing to go for an exciting new year ahead. I personally always love this time of year because not only is it summer here in Australia and everyone is in vacay mode, but everything also feels so shiny and new. And it's always fun to set intentions, write predictions and create new goals. Now, if you are new to the show, my name is Jasmine and I, like so many of you, am obsessed with love stories. So I have made it my mission to find the best ones out there. Every episode of The Story of Us explores a new couple. We talk about that first meeting, the evolution from fling to thing, what they love and what they hate most about each other, and a whole bunch of other exciting tidbits. So with all that being said, I think it's time we get into today's story. Now we are going to the seventh season beyond baby and it goes something like this. We met on a cruise in 2014 when we were 15. We dated long distance five years, didn't see each other for two of them, contended with the pandemic, but have been together for over seven years now. Now, as someone with a similar story, this one is very close to my heart. I so enjoyed talking to my guest and I hope you enjoyed listening. Shania, hello and welcome to the story of us. I'm so excited to get into your story soon, but before we do, how are you going? <laughs> good, Jasmine. How about yourself? I'm very good and very, very excited to have you. So I always <laughs> like to ask everyone three little get to know you questions. So are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. So tell me, what are the three words that you would use to best describe yourself? Yes, bit of a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I consider myself to be an overthinker. That's my massive one. I overthink <laughs> a lot. I feels. don't have switch in my brain. Just a constant thinking, 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 which I feel is a good segue to probably the other one, which is I'd say I'm a proactive planner. So um, I'm constantly planning, constantly thinking, which, of course, I would say that that would make me really motivated. If I really love something, I'll be incredibly motivated. So, yeah, I would say that's the three things I love that, that. I used to describe myself. Yeah. You are a woman of my heart. I completely relate to all of those. <laughs> all right. And tell me, what is one thing that I would never guess about you or some kind of interesting little fun tidbit, fun fact about yourself? Yeah, look, I would say something that's a little bit interesting about myself is I'm first-gen Australian, which is quite common in Australia where we're so multicultural, but I would say that my background, I guess the two pairings, so um, my mum's from Pakistan and my dad's from New Zealand. So I would say it's a bit of a mixing pot and then I also have, you know, grandparents from Belgium and and everything like that. So, yeah, I would say that's something really interesting. What a mix. I feel like I want to ask you how they met and get them on the podcast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Maybe next one. And now tell me, how would you describe love? That's a big one. Um, I know we got guns fully loaded here. (laughs) Yeah. Look with love, I feel as if it's really, it means something to 
like it means different things to many different people but for me it's something that I genuinely feel in my heart and in my chest just talking and thinking about like love languages might be one is acts of service so um yeah that's how I describe love is being an act of service you know consistently loving on someone um in terms of you know things that you do to be able to help them with with their life and day-to-day things so yeah that's really nice. What a beautiful answer. And that's also really interesting. I haven't heard that from anyone yet, that, that it's almost like a, a physical feeling, something that you actually feel in your chest. Yeah. Like I, I, it's hard to describe because it doesn't, you know, sound legitimate, but yeah, like when I look at my partner, like I just feel it right there. It's, it's strange, but that's how I describe it. So what was your attitude towards love and dating before you met your partner? I'm curious to hear if this has now changed. No, that's a really good question because like you said with the intro, um, you know, I did meet my partner so young. So I would say I didn't have any real big attitudes around love. Um, at that point, it was all just, you know, a crush on someone, you know, a little fleeting um, you know, <laughs> crush here and there. Oh, but- yes, I've had many. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I would say that I didn't really have any expectations about love or dating and if I did at the time it was I would say that my expectations were quite low (laughs) you know how how things were when you're 15 so yeah yeah I would say that my attitudes towards love and dating back then have honestly evolved so much and progressed so much to what I now see love and dating as now we heard a little bit about it but how did you actually meet give us the tea give me the goss how did it all happen yeah, so basically we had met on a family holiday. So separate family holidays. My mum had actually booked for my brother and I to go on a cruise with her. We considered Europe and at the last minute she had walked, walked past a flight centre and essentially wow. seen an advertisement for cruises and um, we had never actually been on a cruise before. So we thought, well, let's give it a go. Um, so yeah, we had booked it about a year and a half in advance and we got on the cruise. So we're, I'm originally from Perth. So we flew from Perth to Sydney, um, and then got on the cruise. I believe it was on the 20th of September, 2014. So it was all, it was all a bit of a a different experience for us. I mean, being out on the water and everything. And then the next morning, the first sea day that we had, um, I um, had enrolled to the, the kids club at the time. I can't remember the name. I think it's like Retro Club or something. It would something be. It would like be Retro Club. <laughs> oh, goodness, how cringe. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I had spent the morning there sitting with some people that I'd just met and we were talking about, you know, being from different cities and places and, you know, similarities, talking about high school. And then um, just as a, as a little bit of a side note, at that time, I didn't, like I said before about dating and love, I was quite nervous around boys. Um, I didn't really have a lot of confidence. I could talk to them online, but when it was face-to-face in school, it was, oh, mm. you know, I couldn't even look at them. It was, well, that it was, was that. Yeah, but, I'm curious. Yeah. So you went to a, a co-ed school, so you were around boys, because sometimes yeah. I hear that from girls where they're like, I went to an all-girls school and, like, I just did not know how to talk to boys. Yeah, well, that's it. And, you, yeah, I did. I went to a co-ed school, but just at the time I was like that awkward teenager. <laughs> yeah. So um, I had actually gone and brought 
three massive books. I think it was like the, the Jody is it Picole Picole books? Ah yes, so they're, massive, <laughs> they're massive reads, that's it. Massive reads. Um so I had packed three of her books for this two week trip thinking, gosh, I'm gonna sit by the the um you know on one of the deck chairs and just read. But um when um back to how we met when I like I was I think I was talking with one of my friends at the time and I just happened to look up and my partner walked in the room and at that moment and it sounds like it's not legit but I do recall at that moment the light reflected from the ocean on his face stop that and I have always loved (laughs) blue eyes and his blue eyes just just illuminated and I remember thinking in that moment something just switched he doesn't believe me when I say this, but something in me switched and I thought I'm going to get to know him. So he walked in, he was a bit shy because he just, you know, this is the first time meeting all these new people just like I yeah. had was prior. Very. Yeah. Oh, very. And and I said to him, come sit with me. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, and definitely out of the comfort zone, but we honestly chatted and chatted and chatted and we were around all these other people, but him and I just bounced off each other in terms of like a connection. Um, and yeah. we spent we spent probably about an hour and a half just talking about where he's from, talking about where I'm from, what we did in school, and um, we were actually colouring in shirts. <laughs> oh Um, such a cruise activity oh my goodness isn't it um yes (laughs) doing that and I remember thinking at the time god he's he's you know he colors in the lines I do not like it was quite embarrassing perhaps a metaphor for the relationship (laughs) that's that's essentially how we met so we spent the the two weeks look I have to say when I found out he had a little bit of a crush on me I spent pretty much the whole two weeks intentionally avoiding him just because I was a bit nervous around boys. Oh, wow. Um, so Wait, how did you find like, out? Yeah. How did you find out he had a crush oh, on you? Word of mouth. Mm, all those little cruise <laughs> kids. E- exactly. And so I thought, oh, no, I'm here to read my books. Like, I'm not here looking for a <laughs> I'm here to be with Jodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, then, yeah, like we talked here and there, very small snippets on the cruise, but I still had feelings for him and it wasn't until of course when we got off that boat two weeks after that I was like oh I've made a big mistake (laughs) so yeah not long after the cruise we we started talking and that's where we are but yeah that's essentially how we met so you said you were with your family and he was with his was he like so did you ever like meet his family on the cruise we never actually like communicated with I guess our parents but I did like speak with his sister who he was on the cruise with and he spoke with my brother but when it came to the parents no (laughs) I think we're a little bit scared (laughs) yeah I don't blame you and was he the same age as you at the time or was he older or younger yeah yeah great question yeah so he is we're the same age but he's just only four months older than me so yeah we were the same age at the time of the cruise 15. And my last um, deviation from the from the structured questions: Did any Jody Pico books ever get read? Oh my gosh! Amazing question. No, <laughs> they weren't. It was a waste of space in my luggage. And her books are big and heavy and intense. <laughs> oh, 
they are. They just they they start at the top of the suitcase and they just kept getting shoved down and down and down right to the bottom. Oh my so. God, that is so me. I feel like I, I always think I'm going to go on a holiday. I'm going to be so ambitious, read like all the books that I had put aside for the year, and like I maybe get through one if I'm lucky. Exactly, but you know what? It's a sign of a good holiday, I reckon. I reckon, and in your case, a very good one. You yeah. met on the cruise and then you said you kind of regretted not really talking a lot with him. So I want to know how did this progress and tell me when it came to you guys going on your first date, like how did that work and, and what did you do? So the cruise was in September 2014. We spoke for months, became best friends, and then we started dating 8th of April 2015. You're exactly From- like me. I know all the dates. <laughs> yeah that's it and um yeah so we met 8th of April 2015 well sorry we started dating then and um we were long distance for almost five years so it was from the 8th of April 2015 to the 8th of March 2020. Wow Um, and you were in Perth and where was he? Yeah, so I was in Perth and he was in Wollongong, um, which uh, where I live now. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. So during that time, we were long distance. Um, so you know, we went through high school together. We got first jobs at the same time. You know, we um, yeah, did like graduated high school, did all those things together, but apart. Mm. Um, and we didn't see each other for from 2015 to 2017. We just focused purely on, you know, school and developing our relationship. And as soon as I turned 18, quite literally, I spent my 18th birthday at the airport wow. at midnight <laughs> to fly over to see him uh, a Wait, week before so I started university. You guys mm-hmm. didn't see each other for two years in person? No. No, didn't see each other for that long. My long mind time. is blown because <laughs> I am in a long distance relationship, which I speak about sometimes on the podcast. And I didn't see my partner for 18 months because of COVID. And it was so mm. difficult. So I'm shocked right now that that was like, I don't want to say voluntary because obviously there were so many other mm. things going on in your lives, like school and graduating and, and getting your lives together. But um, did you ever have a moment where you were like, wait, I need to see this person in real life. Yeah, look, that's a really good point. And I guess at the time as well, you get a lot of feedback from other people that aren't in long distance relationships or don't really understand Mm -hmm. them. Um, So, yeah, there was definitely a lot of that, but there was, um, I guess, some reasoning behind that. And it was to do with the fact of, like, of course, he's of an Italian background and I'm not. And, you know, there is different stigmas and things around it yeah. so it was really tricky at the time but it, it was a lot easier knowing that we had actually met face to face um those years but that but the first two years you're right Jasmine was probably the, the hardest because we didn't get to see each other and it was that fear knowing okay well we've got this connection virtually are we still going to have that connection physically so yeah. yeah it was really really quite tricky what was it like your reunion after two years Oh my goodness. It was like quite nerve wracking. I, um, (laughs) like, because yeah, like they, they like seeing someone on a screen changes when you see them face to face. It is so weird, isn't it? Oh goodness. It's just like, you know, you know, like for the most part, you know that it's going to be okay, but it's just that like anticipation. And I was so nervous to to see him after so long and he was too like to the point that he was shaking but like (laughs) as soon as (laughs) as soon as we saw each other within about five ten minutes we were so comfortable with each other as if 
the whole two years where we were just virtual had just been like forgotten about yeah like it was yeah it was it was actually like it was kind of like oh gosh is this going to be a make it or break it for us how's this going to be but yeah it actually really worked out so it was it was oh yeah, I'll never forget the moment. <laughs> oh, and you sound so happy just like reminiscing on it. I can just hear it in your voice. So that's so nice. So tell me about your first date. We didn't really have a like a official first date because when after that point in 2017, after so many years not seeing each other, we would see each other every three to four months. So that was like our big date. Um, right. Yeah, you know, that was, makes sense. It was like five, six days. Yeah, and it was great. Like that was like our date moment. It wouldn't just be for a few hours or mm. a day. It was days on end of just doing fun stuff and especially just showing each other the places that we grew up in um and going to all these cool places like the blue mountains and around Wollongong you know Seacliff Bridge all those cool places and in Perth going to the Pinnacles Rottnest Island Quokkas like it was just nice to share those things with each other but I it's quite quite silly the first like I guess date if you consider it is we went to Subway. <laughs> we went to Subway and sat at the beach. You know what? At least you know you are going to get a solid feed and you know what's coming. No surprises. <laughs> I love that as a first date. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you really, really treasured those moments because you know they were fleeting. You know that they were finite. I suppose that both of you or one of you had to go home. Definitely. And look, I'm sure you can relate. Like it's it's bittersweet because you're enjoying that time. But then in the back of your mind, you know that there is it's going to come to an end that trip um and that was never nice it was never a nice feeling but it was definitely treasured time for sure 100 percent. all your emotions are heightened like to to what you just spoke about when I was on holidays with my partner and we hadn't seen each other for a few months I remember we were just having like the nicest day and all of a sudden I just burst out crying (laughs) and he's like what's wrong with you and I was like I just realized we have to say goodbye in a few days oh yeah that yeah I can wholeheartedly relate it's yeah bittersweet but it's you know exactly like you cherish those moments because you know that you know there's there can be few and far between especially with COVID I'm not too sure how it would have been with you but like not knowing when you may be seeing the next because the whole world is so volatile so yeah that also definitely would play into it yeah so you were in Western Australia throughout COVID then right yeah, well, actually, um, so <laughs> so because we were dating for a long distance of five years, I, I, as soon as I finished high school, I went straight to uni and I knew that I wanted to move as soon as I finished university. So I cracked out doing uh, university full-time, working full-time, and wow. I graduated in, yeah, it was intense. Um, so I graduated in February 2020. I was able to get a job here before I moved. I moved on the 8th of March without, of course, like there was trickles of COVID happening and it was discussions, but moved everything, with, you know, had the one-way ticket and then a few days later that's when the borders closed. So I don't know how that happened, but, you know, dating, you know, long distance five years and only just getting in was insane for us um, especially because when you go from not really seeing each other's you know talking a few hours a day speaking virtually and then being in lockdown together yeah that's really it, zero to 100 oh definitely and also 
it wasn't just us living together. I was living with his um, parents and, and siblings. So it was a big adjustment because it was at the time where, you know, you couldn't go for a walk, like, you know, yeah. you had to, all, all those kinds of things. It was all really strict. So, yeah, especially moving to a new um, state and city. But, yeah, that's a serious, yeah. you are a serious hustler. I've got to say, like, you are remarkable. <laughs> like doing all of that, it's just incredible in such a short space of time, it feels like as well. Yeah, well, that's it. And I like, I really thought that would be a really hard moment for us. But to be honest, I feel as if that just brought us closer together. And, you know, we were able to move in just us two and live throughout COVID together for a just over two years now, two and a bit years. And yeah, it's actually been really good. It's been good that we got to now, like, oh, it sounds bad, but almost be forced to spend quality time <laughs> together because of COVID, but it yeah. makes up for lost time. And I kind of want to go back to what you said as well before, which was, which was those, you know, you sneaking in right before those borders closed. I almost think that is like such a sliding door moment. I think what you mentioned before about your mum walking by um, the flight center, that was 100% your sliding door moment because maybe you never would have met your partner in that case. Um, But maybe this was one as well. You know, what would have happened if you had only decided to be leaving like two weeks later and then the borders closed? It's just, it makes, makes you wonder. Exactly. And that's exactly it. Like I, um, a lot of people would say, oh my goodness, like you're so lucky that that happened and you know, it's meant to be. And I do believe it was meant to be. I mean, it sure sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, look, it's, um, yeah, it's been a wild ride, but yeah, it all, it all worked out somehow. Like it was so challenging for those few years, but I'm just so grateful that it, it did work out the way it did and I was able to get across. And, you know, like obviously it's a known fact how strict WA were with their borders yes. closing and not being able to go in. But, um, like, I was grateful that I was able to be here. Exactly. Yeah. You really lucked out. And I think we can all learn a really good lesson of perseverance and tenacity from you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So tell me now, you spoke a little bit about it before. So obviously you both met when you were super young, when you were 15. And I presume your relationship has changed a lot as we've kind of just spoken about. So tell me how it's evolved over over those last seven years. Oh, massively, massively. Like, you know, how you were saying about what my attitude towards love and dating was prior I mean it's come a long way and especially because we were able to establish pretty soon on in our relationship that our love language that we both shared as our top one was acts of service and being long distance you're not really able to do that so yes (laughs) I would say yeah like especially after living together that's our that's such a big one for us it's just little things like helping each other out you know having dinner ready for each other if the other one's home late from work you know doing the the laundry or those kinds of things um and I would say like our loves evolved because we went through so many different milestones growing up yeah even though we were physically apart like mentally and emotionally we were together and doing those things at the same time like going through year 12 exams learning how to drive finishing university and TAFE and all those things and it's just brought us closer and yeah I would say that's how we've evolved it's come a long way 
Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. And and you two were almost each other's, I guess, support systems through all those really formative years of, of growth. We changed so much between that period of being like 15 to 20, even, for example. And you guys have seen each other throughout all of that and managed to stay together and still, by the sounds of it, sound, stay so in love. Exactly. And and that's a thing. Like I thought, well, because we, we met so young and we started dating so young, would we be on the same wavelength growing up? That was a fear that I definitely had especially during our long distance years. But we're lucky that we share the same values and we're on the same wavelength in life. So I would say that that's also strengthened our love. So Yeah, that was going <laughs> to be something I was going to ask. It, it was um, like, how, how do you feel about that? Like meeting your person so young? Look, it's, it was never planned. It was never. Like, <laughs> never <I'm> is. Never... <laughs> That's exactly it. Like I, yeah, I, I didn't really have any expectations of what my person would be like when I, when I met them. Um, so I just feel like I'm incredibly lucky. And I feel as if I met him at a time in my life where I needed someone the most and I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. So he, like you said, he has been like, an absolute rock and my support system right the way through. So he's my best friend. <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. And truly is a perfect segue into me asking you, what do you love most about your partner? And I feel like I can already say a couple of things on your behalf. <laughs> Tell me, what do you love most? <laughs> oh, look, there actually has to, like, there's not one thing that I do love about him. There is many things. Um, like, for example, just to pinpoint a few, he is someone that's able to calm me down when, you know, my emotions may be getting out of hand or something tragic's happened. He's able to find a way in those moments to make me laugh or forget about them. And for an overthinker like myself, that, that's a <laughs> challenge. But he, he can always do that. He's a lot more affectionate than I am, but he reminds me to slow down, um, like, For example, I'm always go, go, go. When it comes to dinner time, I'm there cooking (laughs) around the kitchen, zooming around, and he's just there to give me that hug. And sometimes I have to just go, okay, I need to slow down and just appreciate the moment that we're in. Also as well, he's he's incredibly caring, incredibly caring. Like um, he leaves very early in the mornings these days for work and he always gets out of bed and make sure that I have the blankets and that I'm all tucked in and and just things like that. He's just. Yeah. The little things. It's the, exactly. It's the little things and, you know, making sure that he prioritizes me and yeah, just brings me up, not brings me down. So there's a lot of things I love about him. And that's what we should all be doing. Just surrounding ourselves with people who elevate us, lift us up and encourage us to be nothing but our best selves. Yeah, exactly. Now, I think you know what's coming, but on the flip side, because no one's perfect, what is something <laughs> What is something that you may not love as much? And this can be as silly as you want. Other people have said snoring, so it's up to you. <laughs> um, you know what? He does snore, but it's actually not the worst. <laughs> um, he's just actually, he has allergies, so he sneezes a lot and it drives me mental. <laughs> that, that's, that's his that's the flaw and I mean if that's the only thing that I don't love the most I mean I'm, I'm pretty happy but um it's the sneezing it's the allergies especially during COVID when we'd be out and up in public and he would say Shania I really have to sneeze I'm like Josh please please do not sneeze <laughs> yeah truly that was it if you cough or if you sneezed in public and everyone would give you those eyes yeah it was quite 
<laughs> and then you're like, I'm not That's carrying the, the plague, I swear. <laughs> it's allergies, everyone. Remember yeah. those? It's almost like when people say, like, what's your biggest strength? And you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm really organized. Like in a me in an interview or something, you like turn it into a positive. But no, I love that. So, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. Tell me now, um, what is your favorite thing to do together as a couple? Yeah, so I would say there's probably two that are equal. Um, The first one is like we live really quite busy lives at the moment. So it's really just spending time together, but almost not doing anything. Like on the weekends, just sitting on the couch, just watching our TV show that we're getting into at the moment and just being in each other's company when, you know, we spend hours of the day not in each other's presence. That's like a big one for us when you have spent so long apart you know what it feels like to to not be able to see that person and so those little moments just like sitting on the couch things like going grocery shopping or I don't know like mowing the lawn whatever's your jam like you really appreciate those moments because you know how special they really are exactly and I think because like I'm sure you can relate with you know, being in a long, long distance relationship, those things that may not be important to, you know, couples that are always together um, really, really are important to, say, couples that are in a long distance relationship or previously have been. So, yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. And you yeah. said there was another one? Yeah, there is. So because, of course, we were long distance, um, we would spend every couple of months visiting each other or, you know, we went on another cruise following that and we went on an international holiday. So travel, travel's a, it's a big one for us. We haven't, unfortunately, with COVID, like many, been able to travel. But when we do get to, it's it's incredibly memorable and just, yeah. yeah. Where is the your favourite place that you've both travelled so far? Ah, Japan. We love Japan. I'd love to (laughs) go. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. We were thankfully so lucky to get in right before COVID yet again. So yeah, you literally born under a lucky star, I swear. Last question, notwithstanding the fact that, you know, some people, they don't want a partner or maybe they haven't found their person yet, but we absolutely don't need someone in our lives to, to make our lives complete. However, for all those people um, that, that are, do want to find someone, what is a piece of dating or relationship advice that you would give to the listeners? And I, I have a feeling I, I know where you might go with this, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what your advice is. Interesting. Well, I guess I could reach out to both the the couples or potential couples or, you know, relationships, whether it's friendship, romantic, whatever it may be, is maybe corny, but it's communication. It's, well, it's the foundation of any relationship is being able to communicate and express the way that you feel and explain your likes and dislikes. I mean, when we were long distance and not sharing the same t- the same time zone, we established this thing called our morning message. So every night before bed, I would send him a message for him to wake up to and it would be, well, this is my plan for today. This is what I've got going on. You know, I love you. Have a great day. And then because he would be, of course, a few hours ahead, he would rep- write a reply to my message and um, you know, say what he was up to in the day. And it really was a great start to our day to know what the other one was doing when we were planning on calling. Um, and I feel like that was really important to us because it just meant that as our relationship continued to evolve, we had that foundation to be able to communicate and just explain how we were feeling if we weren't happy about something or how we could, you know, do things better together as a couple or even individually. So 
that's the big one that I would say is the biggest piece of advice is building that and working out. Yeah, I think people who have gone through or are going through long distance relationships know the value of communication because it's really all you have, isn't it? When you can't see each other, you can't touch each other, you, you don't have any of those other things. So you really need to make that groundwork, make that foundation communication. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's actually a really great way that you described it, that it is what you have. So, you know, working on that as your strength is the best way forward. Yeah, got to make it work. Now, just in the interest of time, my last little question for you, any plans to go on a cruise anytime soon or have you been on a cruise together since? Oh, my goodness. Great question. I have been wanting to. I have actually been looking in the past few weeks. Um, I've always wanted to go on the cruise that we met on the cruise boat just Mm -hmm. for another hurrah um, as like a bit of a sentimental thing. But yeah, I would say it's probably in the cards, maybe for the eight-year anniversary. Love it. Why not? Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on here and for sharing your incredible story, your incredible perspective. Honestly, more people should be like you. It's been such a pleasure and loved having you on today. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I've honestly been smiling this whole time. Me too. I appreciate it. (laughs) So there you have it, everyone. If you haven't been on a cruise before, maybe 2023 is the year for you and this is your sign. Massive thank you to Shania for being an incredible guest today and thank you to you for listening and for continuing to support the show. As I mentioned earlier, I have so many amazing new stories coming to your ears in 2023. So if you never want to miss one, make sure you hit that follow button on the show's page wherever you get your podcasts. I also want 2023 to be the year of love for everyone. So please share the show with your friends or anyone that needs a little bit of inspiration. Also, if you know someone with a great story, I want to hear about it. I'm always looking for new couples to feature. Don't forget, you can follow the show on Instagram at Story of Us Podcast, where you can see all the couple pictures after the episode airs. It's always fun to imagine them one way and be completely wrong. Anyway, enough from me. I'll see you next Wednesday. Have a fabulous week. Bye.